Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. You're listening to Blob of the Hut, Ireland's number one Star Wars podcast. If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hut, you'd probably be shocked. Hi, dear Jabba. Hello, Star Wars fans, and you are very welcome to episode 11 of Blabba the Hut 2.0. Illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. I'm your host, Kate, and we got a special guest with us here today. If you remember Blob of the Hut, the original, you might remember a fellow named Jamie. We like to call him our illustrious leader, since he's the one who Blob of the Hut was created by originally. <laughs> so, how's it going, Jamie? Hey, OG, and saying that this, uh... This all feels so familiar, yet so strange. Am I the maker? <laughs> you are the maker. You are the maker. Oh, we could call you Jesus. that, too. And you do have a child. Do have a, yeah, I am actually the maker. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in more ways, ways than, than one. one. <laughs> and you probably heard in the background, we have other co-host Gary. So... Ireland representing. Well represented here. <laughs> you guys are outnumbering today, <laughs> even. Never tell you the odds, Kay. <laughs> I guess I'm te- I'm kind of like Irish now, adopted Irish, aren't I? Amerish. We'll accept you. We'll accept you. <laughs> okay. So, what we're going to be talking about this episode is a little show that came out recently. You might have heard of it called the mandalorian <laughs> oh see we, we actually haven't seen it yet because it actually hasn't been released oh in that's Europe true yet. when is the official release date there i think it's march gary you probably are closer to it than i am yeah i think it's around date. the i don't think it's set it's end of actually have they released a date they originally just said q1 yeah they said q1 and Ooh. then i think it's been narrowed down to march that's okay. what i've heard i believe I think it's the end of March, so I'd say around the last week in March, give or give or take. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That is just crazy how they did that. Like, why not do a universal rollout when Disney Plus, whatever? Because <laughs> they're idiots and they want pretty much ninety nine percent of the entire globe to pirate their show. It's the exact same <laughs> issue. And sorry, I'm gonna go in a little bit of a rant here. <laughs> it's the exact same issue that we have generally with uh, as a European fan of um, Star Wars it is very very annoying that Lucasfilm and Disney think that the world does not exist outside of North America it is evident in exclusives it is evident in you know cons I mean we get celebration we get we get celebration Europe once every now and then it yeah. used to be once every couple of years. And supposedly not even being done anymore. Near it. Oh, it's a disaster. I hear anyway, you. Rant, rant over. <laughs> there are Star Wars fans outside of North America. <laughs> totally get that. <laughs> it's good to be back on the show. Yay! <laughs> so, anyways, we couldn't wait until March to do a Mandalorian episode, so 
we won't go into details on how you guys watched it. We're just going to talk about the episode. <laughs> well, we 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 Episodes. had a Skype call with uh, with Kate who turned her <laughs> laptop around, so yes. technically it's all legally played. Oh, there you go. Drag me into it, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the enabler here, Kate. Uh huh. You're okay. the leader now. The leader. The queen the new of queen of droids. Supreme leader Bingo. <laughs> I'm changing my profile. <laughs> oh man. It's good to be back. Good to have you back. So Hell before yeah. we get started, let's let's talk a little bit more about your little baby Yoda, Jamie. Oh man. Tell us yep. about your baby. Uh, so four months ago I had a massive there I there was a massive um uh, a shift in my life and yeah no we welcomed a, a little baby Yoda we didn't call him Yoda despite <laughs> my best efforts you know I mean being being married on 4th of 4th of May was probably about <laughs> as much as I was ever going to get out of uh, out of out of the relationship from a Star Wars point of view no we had a uh, little baby boy Nathan is his name he is now big and bold and uh, life as a dad is is actually very different from a Star Wars perspective because um Obviously, Star Wars is a very family orientated, uh, um, you know, film. It's all about family. The, at the very heart of the story is a is a father son relationship, um, and and you know, kind of changes how I look at at life a little bit. You know, insofar mm-hmm. as I'm a human being that I'm actually responsible for. <laughs> yeah, very cool. It's a bit terrifying. So we'll get into it a little more too. When we talk more about the Mandalorian, but I think there are some parallels there for you. There are huge amounts of parallels. <laughs> it's it's actually not even funny how uh, how different, especially with Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda has really changed. Um, you know, I reckon if I watched this show two or three years ago, I would have been a completely different uh, viewer <laughs> because the the way that they animate Baby Yoda is just so perfect for yeah the way that a baby actually moves and the way that a baby actually interacts with uh with the with the world around it and all those little things that like people get you know they think oh jesus that's so cute or whatever it's like i see that shit every day every single day now (laughs) hashtag blessed (laughs) hashtag blessed at least nathan didn't cost you five million dollars to make not yet (laughs) So when is the baby Yoda cosplay coming for Nathan? Uh, you can watch this space for uh, Halloween 2020. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There we go. How are you guys been? We've been good. Yeah. Well, I have I've, anyway. been, I've, I've been dipping in and out as much as I can into into Blabba 2.0. You're you're keeping the keeping the brand alive and keeping it it, it well. Uh, uh you know well fed and and everything is it seems to be running pretty smoothly yeah i think uh on on our year end message last year gary he kind of wrote a lot of that he said that i agree with what he said about we've really started to hit our stride i think so that's good would you agree gary <laughs> yeah i definitely would you know Obviously, we've we've been blessed that Jamie has left Blabba in in our I would hope capable hands. <laughs> left Blabba. I thought you were just saying we're blessed that Jamie left. <laughs> I would hope he feels that um it's been left in capable hands. Um, 
we've you know changed it up somewhat and we've come up with some sort of new ideas um one particular one that we're looking into is almost like a, an artist corner slash artist alley um Great. this stemmed from our interactions with a young boy by the name of kyle shout out to kyle kyle is um a young man who is autistic but produces this incredible star wars art and we shared it across our multiple social media platforms and the reaction was was outstanding and we've sort of plugged that forward a little bit more so coming in 2020 we already have some of the the marvel and tops artists actually going to come on and do interviews with us and we're hoping to to look at it from almost like an educational point of view mm-hmm. as in art in the form of you know producing art if you know not everybody can be can be classically trained or go to college to study art and the only way you get better um is is to practice and to put in the hours so that's something that i think we're hoping will be quite educational and will you know hopefully allow us to tune into a a younger audience as well amazing yeah and look i mean Ireland and Irish artists are right at the epicenter of a uh, Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. our our good friend Will Sliney is uh, currently conquering the world of Marvel Comics <laughs> with the rise of Kylo Ren. He he will be he will be coming on as well at some point. There is an interview scheduled. Amazing, he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of time for one hundred percent. Yes. So do you do you guys want to do like a quick our week or however long in Star Wars or should we just get straight to the Mando? Yeah, I'm happy to do a, a, our, our week because actually something quite interesting happened this week. Yeah, Ooh, go, go for it. The first time ever and you may have seen it on my Instagram, I sat down and I watched A New Hope with Nathan. Oh, Aww. wow. It was great. It was really, and do you know what? I'm sure he enjoyed it as much as a four month old can enjoy it, but he was actually genuinely, he's kind of, He's kind of at the point now where he's starting to understand and see screens, which is actually a terrifying thing as a parent because <laughs> you don't want your 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 child to be a slave to the screen. Um, but with Star Wars, I kind of said that that night. I was like, "Oh, sure, we'll sit down and we'll we'll start with a new hope." Obviously, obviously, um, and and we sat down and the first like the first even. You know, everybody talks about 1977 and seeing that, um, you know, the Star Destroyer come down <laughs> over the screen. He was captivated from the moment. And do you know what? It's very easy for a child to, to watch Star Wars because, and, and of any age, because of the, you know, there's a lot of flash and lights, there's a lot of color, there's a lot of, you know, it's actually for, for a child, it's you know, for a, a baby of that age, it's actually incredibly easy because the things that they see best is contrast. Hmm. And, you know, Star Wars is all about black and white, dark and light. Um, and it actually, you know, the, the, the science behind what's on the screen becomes so much more evident when you're watching it with a with a really really young child and he was hooked start to finish nice so that that was kind of my week in star wars i suppose <laughs> since we last talked obviously rise of skywalker came out uh, five second review i absolutely friggin loved it <laughs> um i thought it was it was the perfect ending to a very disjointed uh, a messy trilogy plus um, you totally called ray's heritage oh totally i was trying to find that episode and i just haven't managed to find it yet but we did I, talk I've about it, it. i've said it from the very very start that props that ray fights like a palpatine the stabby um, stabby jabby yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> stabby jabby and 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 do you know what the funny thing is is i don't know if you remember all those all those years ago 
um jj came out and said that the the links to ray's heritage are in the force awakens Mm -hmm. so i reckon that what i it just reminds me of that there's parts of the fight with yoda and then there's parts of the fight with mace windu um that just ray's fighting style in the force awakens more so the force awakens obviously than than the last jedi and well we didn't get any lightsaber fights in the last jedi um (laughs) i sense some bitterness uh, there yeah well look i i really really want to love that film and i like it i like it a little bit more every time i watch it but um it's just it's just in my opinion it's what disjointed the 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 whole story yeah well no sorry what what disjointed the whole story was the fact that they didn't have a second plan from the start but look that's neither here nor there um but no it's it was the perfect ending to a a very kind of messy trilogy that that was you know it's not just the directors and it's not just the writers and it's not just the fact that you know the you know the directors you know Colin, obviously Colin Trevorrow was 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 thrown out halfway through and and you know it's not just all that stuff it's down to the fandom the fandom has been toxic as shit and look I, I don't want to get into this conversation it's not a very good conversation but it's People just need to be happy that they're getting more Star Wars. They're getting more stories. They're getting more on our screen. And look, the the original trilogy is always going to be there. It's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. It's not changing. How you interact with it and how you see the original trilogy will never ever change. So, you know, I mean, I I just started it with with Nathan there. He'll he'll never remember the first time watching Star Wars. He'll probably watch it at four or five years old and say, "Oh my God, this is the first time I ever watched this." When actually he's watched it, you know, at at four months old. But people will interact and hold on to their own Star Wars. And new stories doesn't change that, do you know? I mean, one of my favorite films of the new generation of Star Wars is Solo. And that got the worst reception of all. And that's probably what's derailed the whole Star Wars thing. But anyway, I'm, I'm ranting, I'm ranting, I'm <laughs> ranting. Rise of, Sky, Rise of Skywalker was feckin' great. Um, I loved what they did with Carrie. I thought they, they dealt with her so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really liked every single moment of that film i love that it, it started with a kick in the face and it didn't stop um there's a lot of exposition and a lot of uh, circumstantial uh, pieces that just happen to click together that allowed the story to move forward but that's what was required given the very very tough circumstances that jj was put under to make this film um the only thing i didn't like and my biggest criticism of the entire film was the kiss i thought it was completely unnecessary um, I don't think it needed it to happen. Seems I think it like was, it did more damage than anything. It's so far. Fa- it was it it was Raylo fan pandering that was not required. It brought it more into the Disney sphere than any other Star Wars film since Disney's takeover, and that is because it is it's 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 the fairy tale princess. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the princess dies. Or sorry, the prince or princess dies. And somebody cries and the tear revitalized. You know, it's it's the same as Frozen. It's the same as, you know, Snow White. It's 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 absolutely the most... Or sorry, Sleeping Beauty, not necessarily Snow White. Although Snow White, I think it was the same. Didn't she bite the <laughs> apple, was it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it brings it into this Disney sphere that's a little bit too close for my liking. I did love, you know, the... the and I'm getting... I, this isn't about the Rise of Skywalker, but I'm getting way too far into this. <laughs> um, but... I did love the fact that you can transfer a little bit of your power or a little bit of your force life. And I love that that is a finite resource. And that's what eventually killed Kylo is that he gave his whatever was left of his force life in order to save Rays and in order to replenish Rays. I love that. I mm-hmm. thought that was great um, because at the end of the day, 
Kylo couldn't survive. Mm-hmm. Everybody was saying it'd be great if both Kylo and Rey survived and they went on and created the, the Jedi Order or whatever. It's not possible. Kylo is a mass murderer. Um, he is a terrorist throughout the galaxy. There's no way that he just decides one day, I'm, I'm Ben Solo. And Sorry, he, he can be redeemed himself, but there's no way the rest of the galaxy is going to accept that. And that Same is evidence through... That is exactly that is evident through. I I, I know you both have read um, Bloodline, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. Leia Leia's um, uh, novel, and it's all about Leia coming to terms with the fact that the whole galaxy now, or sorry, that that she is obviously the the, the daughter of the biggest um, you know murderer in the entire galaxy, <laughs> and all of a sudden one of the main plot points in that whole film is that she's going to be exposed as Darth Vader's daughter. Yeah. So Kylo Ren can Kylo Ren can hardly just waltz back out into the into the you know galaxy and say oh you know that whole first order thing you know star killer based you know the 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 um what was the name of the system that they that they blew up in, in Hosnian? Force Awakens the Hosnian system mm-hmm. oh yeah oh sorry about that um I'm good now <laughs> Ben Solo totally redeemed um right. you know we'll see it and anybody who wants to be a Jedi please you know click here and apply Do you know like you can't <laughs> it's it's not gonna happen so mm-hmm. it was always good that one that one passed and that that ray mm-hmm. um is almost carrying the torch now and as i said to you on twitter ray is not finished i think we're gonna see more ray. oh yeah anyway that is my <laughs> welcome is back my... jamie <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so good to have you back <laughs> can you tell can you tell i am starved of stars oh yes <laughs> oh, no <laughs> usually usually my talk at the moment is oh who's a good boy who's a good <laughs> And then you talk to Nathan. Yeah, and then I talk to Nathan. I'm like, my choice, I need to talk to Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gary, have you done anything Star Wars-wise? I did. I actually ticked the big, big thing off my Star Wars bucket list. I actually managed to get the art of the Clone Wars. Woohoo. Yeah, that has been on my radar for a long, long time. I managed to get an unopened... Uh, copy for very little compared to what they are selling for online that's a book i have beautiful it's beautiful man that's a book i have wanted for an insane amount of time but i was never able to to find one and thankfully i managed to um to to find that so that was sort of my my that was essentially the only thing i'd done in Star Wars maybe over the last couple of weeks because I've been so busy well, but um, if there was something I was going to you, do I'm glad to do that did you not get a patch to a certain Mandalorian uh, oh yes uh, I did yeah so um, <laughs> the the show is very scary I know what you've been doing and I've got a four month old <laughs> well that's technically not just me doing that you know it is part of the organisation but yes um, the show has been lucky in that we've actually developed a little bit of a a little bit of a friendship with Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko in The Mandalorian. And a huge shout out to, to Dominic for everything he does for the fandom. He's super interactive and he started going to a lot of cons and he's been inducted into the 501st as well. So I just sent him a, a little gift of a a little bit of, a, I suppose, a, a treasure in that. I sent him a, a 501st Ireland Garrison coin and patch, which are one of the most sort of sought after um bits of merch that we have in the 504 so he was he was genuinely delighted with that amazing good job tell me 
you've done a great job with the 501st since you were inducted as their are you PR officer? I'm one of the PR officers yeah yeah Jesus Michael Giacchino and now um, <laughs> Dominic Pace <laughs> yeah Gary's been busy yeah uh, laying, laying the foundations oh sure look what about you Kate what are you up to are you playing Jedi Fallen Order or did I make that up oh yeah I did so that was a little more than a week ago but yeah I had a ton of fun playing Jedi have you finished it yeah oh amazing yeah it was so fun I love it isn't that incredible I think we're gonna do an episode on that late down the road but just yeah. complete broad stroke comment but it is categorically definitely one of the best star wars stories ever told. it was oh, a very good story mm-hmm. i'm still and, thinking and about it like marin and without, bd1 but even even the idea okay spoiler alert if you haven't played and you are going to play skip forward about 30 seconds because <laughs> i'm just going to make one really broad statement i love the fact that cal left the fate of the jedi order up to the force that was like he wow, that was wanted. a big spoiler. <laughs> oh, amazing. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, that was good. Is it a big spoiler? We know that, you know, we know we know the position of the of the Jedi Order um in in episode 4, so I don't know. I'm just giving you a bad time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back, Kate. It's good yes. to be back. So, so the <laughs> other thing um actually just recently uh like yesterday. <laughs> I had some driving to do, so I had an audiobook I hadn't listened to yet, a Star Wars one. So I listened to Star Wars Myths and Fables. Have you guys read that? Batu. No, but I've heard a lot about it. What was that, Gary? I didn't hear you. Batu. Yeah, so there's a couple of Batu stories. But that was, like, so interesting. It's, like, some of it's really dark and some of it's really weird. And then some of it's just a little more lighthearted. But I think that could be a potential episode in the future too just like diving deeper into some of those stories because they were super interesting and we're and getting the narrator new stories. is amazing huh we're getting new stories they're bringing out an updated version where um there's going to be like a park exclusive edition of myths and fables that you can only get at Ooh. galaxy's edge and that has i think a couple of additional stories that's cool the saddest part is I'm the only one on this podcast that hasn't been to Galaxy's Edge. Aww. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Don't worry. You will. You wait. You wait. <laughs> and I'll, I'll bring Nathan and he'll be my gateway to buying all of the merch. There you go. Sure he well, will. I don't That's need a kid excuse. to do that. Nathan wanted it. <laughs> you guys need to come to Disneyland and we can meet up. Certainly not this oh. year with celebration on at the same time. Oh my god! Are you going this year? Not day? a chance. Am I going near celebration with Galaxy's Edge just around the corner? It is going to be. Yeah, sa- it is going to be mayhem. oversaturation. Yeah, no way. Mayhem. No way. <laughs> All right. So that was. Do you know what? Sorry. Just just very quickly before we move mm-hmm. on. There are so many, and just going back to my my Rise of Skywalker questions, um, or my Rise of Skywalker uh, conversation, there are so many questions in that, like the original two films that are completely unanswered by Rise of Skywalker. For example, we have no idea where Maz got 
Anakin's sky, uh, Anakin's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. We have no, you know, we've no idea. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. There was something else. Oh my god, my brain is completely farted. Okay, anyway, there <laughs> are. When I watched the Force Awakens, there's like so many things that they set up that even JJ didn't have time to 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 sort out yeah. in Rise of Skywalker. That's the biggest. That's the biggest failing of 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 the sequel trilogy, I think. And well, there's still I... more avenues to, they can explore to answer them. If I could, yeah. Well, one. T- I'm oh, sorry. No, just while you're on that subject, I was actually going to ask you, Jamie, and it's something that I questioned with Kate. I think the way the direction the trilogy has gone brings into question the prophecy of the chosen one. Okay. I think it's Baby Yoda. Yeah. No, I think so. So this is something <laughs> that I'm quite passionate about, and I had it out with um with with the guys on um nerd club about this as and well. i messaged um, you to say we sort of had certain similarities with how yeah. we thought about it so so the 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 nine episode um saga is all about anakin okay like regardless of whether you know ray or finn is the 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 main person in this story this is the Skywalker, so it's all about Anakin. It's about Anakin's influence over Kylo, which I know, Gary, you'll you'll agree yeah. with. And it's about him, Kylo, trying to fulfill that prophecy that that he feels that Anakin should have. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, everything in this in this show, in this, uh, sorry, in this um, uh, trilogy, has to link back and always will link back to Skywalker. And the Skywalker saga, regardless of what people think. Like Luke was the protagonist in the original trilogy, but it is Anakin's redemption story. So, from the 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 the, the chosen one, um, what's the what's the suggestion that what it's Ray? I, I I think it brings that question that you know, Anakin being Vader was the one to you know save his son by destroying the the Emperor and bringing balance. Mm-hmm. What is balance and, though? He, your question and whether it actually ever brought balance in the in the sense of to what kate was talking about which was another discussion we had where you know is balance where light and dark you know coexist one can't exist without the other or is balance in the sense (laughs) of that there is just an eternal good of overshadowing you know uh, (laughs) an underlying evil if you like this is the eternal problem that like star wars has written itself into corners and just has no idea how to get out of them mm-hmm. um and and the idea around light and dark and and uh vader killing the emperor like there's loads of ways that you could probably answer that and so far as the emperor in rise of skywalker is technically a clone insofar as the little thing that he's been propped up on is is essentially rebuilding him it's rebuilding him in the way that we could see Snoke has been built in like a lab almost. Sith alchemy. Um, that's it. It's it's um Dominic Ma- uh, Monaghan's character says it in, mm-hmm. in one of those kind of briefings. He's like, oh, it's it's you know um, cloning technology. You know, cloning technology or Sith whatever alchemy. it is. Um, but I still think that Vader and Anakin brought balance to the Force. But I do agree with you in that the idea that they that they kind of stepped on in this trilogy around the diode. I think it's the diode, the diode in the force. In the force the yeah, di- diode in the force, yeah. where like there is one incredibly strong 
uh, light side character and one incredibly strong dark side character and therefore they're like a yin and a yang and that creates perfect balance but that makes no sense at the end of the film because now there's just pure light do you know that way so it's 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 mm-hmm. one of these situations that you cannot answer these questions without creating more questions yeah um and Gotta that is love the star biggest wars. problem <laughs> with star wars in that there is no continuity between trilogies there is no continuity between films and one thing that everybody forgets about and this is like again back to my kind of the state of the fandom at the moment and all that kind of way is we are living through what happened in the original tri- the original trilogy was not planned start to finish mm-hmm. you know i mean luke kissed his sister <laughs> <laughs> um you know, Vader was never supposed to be the main big bad. You know, it was always Tarkin, and then towards the end, they were like, "Well, do you know what? Actually, Tarkin is is uh, Vader's a better, um, a better bad guy than than Tarkin. He's a more fearsome. You know, audiences fear. When they did the test screenings, it was Vader that actually instilled fear, and not Tarkin. Um, so all the problems that we're seeing today with seven, eight, nine are exactly the problems that we saw with four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Do you know so? It's 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 history repeating itself. It's the fact that Star Wars never have any idea how to fucking conduct themselves. Um, it's never been a, a it's never ever been a um a, a movie franchise that has been known for its clever writing. Other than Luke, I'm your father, was the biggest reveal in cinema ever. It's never been a you know a, the the scripts have always been terrible. You know, I mean, the <laughs> actors have always said you can write the stuff, George, but you can you just can't say it. Do you know that yeah. way? Um, so like we're holding we hold the, the original trilogy and rightly or wrongly I like we're all massive fans here we're recording a fucking podcast about it we hold the original trilogy on this pedestal and then slander the the sequel trilogy for the same problems that the original trilogy has and I know that's going to be a crazy unpopular opinion but it's true <laughs> silence on the other end <laughs> sorry i'm sorry i will i do you want me to hang up no we were just just letting you finish <laughs> um, okay i i have i have massive opinions about this and yeah about really the, the i, cur- I couldn't the cur- tell the, the current state of and i'm also drinking whiskey which probably doesn't help <laughs> ah, uh, can ah. i uh, um, just in relation to what jamie said can i ask a question um to you to, to you two who you know sort of marketing media things like that are are your uh-huh. jam Mm-hmm. The one, the way that I see this, um, this current trilogy, and it's something that I wanted to ask you guys about. There are there are aspects of this current trilogy, you know, obviously being slated and, you know, a lot of slandering, a lot of negativity and things of that nature. But from all of the reports I've ever heard, and everything going back to the prequel trilogy. When the prequel trilogy came out, it was absolutely annihilated. It was destroyed. Do you think that this prequel, or this current trilogy, like you said, Jamie, we hold the current trilogy up on a pedestal, and the the current trilogy is suffering from the same issues. Do you think that these issues sort of existed in both the original and the prequel trilogy? The only difference being that we are in the, the social media area where everyone can broadcast you know, an opinion, write a piece, a vlog, a blog, whatever the the case may be? Mm-hmm. Um, two things. First thing is that I think, you now I could be completely wrong, 
but I think when episode one came out, it was heralded as a massive, massive, amazing film. Um, I think it is um, through the... So, so okay, I'm going to be... So when episode one came out, it was cutting edge of graphic technology. It was really, really good, but it was right on the curb before Hollywood took off with its ability to which we're, we're experiencing and enjoying now. And so far as what you had in episode one in 1999 was literally the pinnacle of graphics and CGI. But technology ran so fast that by the time episode two and three and, 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 and you know, the subsequent years came out, uh, technology advanced so fast that all of a sudden these films look so old so quick. And it is it's it's that reason that the um that the 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 um or the prequel trilogy don't kind of stand up because they're not using special they're not using uh, practical effects but they were using the technology of the time which unfortunately was right in the middle that kind of lull between practical effects and the early days of um of cgi and then a few years later there was an incredible incredible uh, advancement and a really really fast advancement of what cgi was so i think that the original Trilo- or sorry, the, the prequel trilogy um, at, at the time were, sorry, episode one, episode two was a disaster, um, <laughs> was was received very, very well. But it is the it is the most aggrieved who shout the loudest. And that is kind of a term that we have in marketing insofar as you cannot make decisions based on the people that shout the loudest because the minority shout the loudest. Yeah. And you are dead right in that um, at this point in time, um the, the 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 everybody's a publisher everybody's a reporter so this trilogy is getting slammed way more than the prequels ever did because of people's access to technology because people can make content because of what we're doing right now like we're all sitting at home you know in three different houses on two different continents <laughs> talking about star wars and are about to release an episode which has very very strong opinions about something you know um mm-hmm. and you know that is that it's exactly your point gary you know um the 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 reviews also everybody's a reviewer like back when 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 episode one and the prequel trilogy came out it was most people got the reviews from newspapers and magazines and a little bit of online and blog you know but there wasn't the same blog culture that you have today there definitely wasn't the podcast culture and there 100 percent wasn't the, the 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 social media um culture that we had uh, that we have today so you're you're damn right in that what is being said about these um what what's been said about the sequel trilogy is it's louder but is it correct i don't know like definitely like the digital thing but in addition to like all the digital stuff we're seeing we're seeing a real entitlement from fans lately that they think and ownership they think they own the franchise basically and when they don't get what they want, they let everyone know about it. Yeah. So for sure. for oh, sure. that was all I was going to say. <laughs> and that's like, I mean, just again, to build on that, the biggest problem that people have with probably The Last Jedi, and Gary, we talked about this at Blah Blah Live, is that they didn't make the film that was in the fans' mm-hmm. head. And like, that's the biggest problem with The Last Jedi is, is 
people wanted something and and we all probably wanted something different we had three different films in our head and they didn't make any of our films (laughs) and that is why the 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 fandom got so upset uh, upset because they wanted it to go somewhere it didn't go there like ryan johnson definitely had some very very interesting Mm -hmm. ideas that you know there's still some loose ends there that can be tied up and that can be brought into new into new uh uh, TV and, and film but yeah that, that's the biggest problem you're right in that they didn't make the film that, that the fans wanted okay and on that note <laughs> shall we talk about The Mandalorian punch it Chewie awesome okay so Mandalorian so first of all I was curious, what were your expectations going in? Did you think you would like it? Did you think you would hate it? Gary, go ahead. Gary, I'll, yeah, I'll let Gary take that first. I need to think about this. <laughs> um, I'll say first and foremost for myself, I was lucky to go into this without sort of any expectations. You know, I love the team behind it with Favreau and... Dave Filoni, which, by the way, if ever there was somebody to take over the reins of Lucasfilm, I think they already have a have a ready made replacement <laughs> ready to ready to go. Um, looking back now, having observed everything and gone through the the journey of the first season, um, I think it's been an incredible success in that. I think we'll all agree this is a a, a new direction for Star Wars and what I mean by that is it being the the first TV series to explore a culture and an idea where people have very specific views you know the minute you mention the Mandalorian people will think of a a Jango Fett or a Boba whereas there are some other fans who may look into you know Siege of Mandalore and things of that nature so it was an expansion of of Mandalore of Mandalore in in every sense and um, we are brought into this realm of I would I sort of still describe it as spaghetti western inspired I don't know whether you two would feel the same way absolutely oh it's 100 percent 100 percent spaghetti western and to have the the guts and the guile to go in the direction that they did because let's be honest being the the first crew to step up in this manner, but also when you look at the the intricacies that went into it, in the sense of new major characters, which I think we're going to be seeing a hell of a lot of moving forward, but also then to bring in the directing talent to have a different feel and tonality for each episode. And I think it's the biggest positive about this entire series that each and every episode had a different feel, a different vibe. And for me personally, it was an overwhelming um, success. And you, Jamie? Um, I loved it. Um, <laughs> it was a show of very high highs and very low lows insofar as um i think everybody was caught off and and feel free to interject everybody was caught off by the fact that when the first episode landed it was 30 odd minutes Mm -hmm. which which i kind of at the time i was really disappointed because i was really looking forward to this and and you know we're we're engineered at this point to to kind of want 
40 minutes minimum an hour probably expect us, mm -hmm. you know per episode especially when we know that there's only eight episodes per season okay so when it was 30 minutes i was thinking okay it's an online show it's disney plus they're probably taking the 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 stranger things approach which is tell the story in the time that it requires and add no filler okay so this was where my mind was and i was thinking like episode one amazing loved ig11 uh love the mando love the setup loved um uh, carl weathers um uh grease gross grease um loved his character loved the whole setup of the world i actually feel that this show has more of the dna of what star wars is than probably seven out of the nine movies wow insofar as this is saturday morning serial tv it is flash gordon mm -hmm. in 2019 it is made okay probably for people my age but it has definitely got a a young appeal insofar as the same as what what flash gordon would have been it's 30 minutes it's monster of the week it's you know it's it's really just in in its structure and in its style it is very much what george lucas built the idea of star wars off okay and that's what i'm saying is that like the dna of star wars is in this show mm -hmm. in such a real and evident way um of the eight episodes i loved six of them <laughs> okay and i was a big fan of the pace i love the fact that they took their time they told the story the way that it needed you know some episodes were 30 some episodes were 40 but what really friggin annoyed me was um they introduced um the the moth um what's his name moth gideon gideon uh in like the second last episode or maybe the third last episode or whatever um and then told his entire story in one episode, which was episode eight. Okay. Whilst they wasted time, like there's there's at least three episodes that they could have claimed back. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically the one with um with with Richard uh, Adiodi from the IT crowd. Uh, I hated that episode. I'll never watch it again. Uh, it wasn't Star Wars, and actually I'm I'm, I'm more curious. Which one was that? To see what. That was the one where like all the bounty hunters banded together for this one job. It was episode six, I oh, think. Okay. Um, and there was like the there was the devil guy, and there was gotcha, the the, gotcha. the um the the um uh, the robot. And I'm actually more curious to hear what you thought about that because I felt it was very Doctor Who. Mm. Um, in its in its style and in its its Britishness. Um, so I'd be very interested to hear what you thought about that. But I loved it. I absolutely loved this show. Do you know what ruined this show for me, though? What? The Witcher. <laughs> Sensational. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. I haven't. So watched this show it. was. So this show was everything <laughs> I wanted it to be, and and the whole narrative that ran with this show was it's huge budgets, it's practical effects, it's real sets, it's everything that Star Wars was. But we can, because it's such an expensive show, we can only, you know, we can only um, um, afford to do, you know, 30 minutes and eight episodes of 30 minutes because it's its first season. We don't know whether it's going to continue. Bullshit. The Witcher was like, hold my beer. 
I'm going to go and create, I think it was, it was probably eight or nine episodes of hour-long content with real effects, with amazing storytelling, with fucking Henry Cavill, you know, a, a Hollywood star uh, at its helm. And I was loving The Mandalorian. And, and, and the, the Witcher also has that Monster of the Week style, mm-hmm. but it carries an overall narrative, which is the biggest failure of The Mandalorian in that the narrative of the entire season of The Mandalorian starts in episode one, um, probably doesn't really continue in two and three, although it probably moves forward a little bit. Four, five, six are kind of insignificant, and then it picks up again in seven, mm-hmm. and eight is their big finale. Do you know that kind of way? Insofar as they kind of wasted three episodes there just, just farting around telling the, the Monster of the Week story, right. whereas The Witcher just shows that you could actually create this overall narrative, this incredible world, whilst doing the Monster of the Week style. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I loved it. I, I, I really, really love this show. I think it's got such promise. Gary already said it's got John Favreau and Dave Filoni, which, to be honest with you, give Dave Filoni the keys to Lucasfilm, yeah. and by God, yeah. make John Favreau the, 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 the president. Do you know that mm. kind of way? Mm. Like, I mean, like Dave Filoni is George Lucas 2.0. He was the protege of George Lucas. He's learned his art from George, but he probably doesn't have the chops from a live-action point of view which is why he's over animation presently and that's why they brought in john favreau mm-hmm. you know i mean everything in this everything in this show felt like the clone wars in the way the stories were told in the way that the, the <clears throat> you know the 30 obviously clone wars was 20 minutes per episode but the way that the stories unfolded over even those baby minutes, yoda it, it all felt so familiar but totally different Kind of like me doing this episode. <laughs> Can I just pick up on one thing that you said, Jamie, and I I would li- like to get Kate's thought on this as well. I think one benefit as well that The Mandalorian has that I don't think has been hooked into enough is that if you have never seen anything to do with Star Wars, you can watch this from the get-go and not need oh, to yeah. be queued in in any way, shape, or form. 100%. Yeah, definitely. I've seen that several times in my personal life too. Lots of friends and coworkers who who I wouldn't think are like Star Wars fans, but they're like, "Oh, did you see the Mandalorian?" And it's kind of like the water cooler topic of the week, you know. Chat now. Well, it's because Baby Yoda has become a meme, and like that's that's that is the the proof of how the show has entered popular culture. Mm-hmm. Yes, Baby you know? Yoda. Everybody wants to be in on the conversation around the meme that they see around Baby Yoda. And in order to do that, they have to watch The, the Mandalorian. <laughs> but he, Baby Yoda's just so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I loved it. And, and Kate, what did you think? So, what about Baby Yoda? <laughs> no, about The Mandalorian. All in. Um. So, like, I wasn't totally convinced when we had the announcement... I've never been a super big Western fan. So I think that kind of gave me some pause and I was a little concerned, but I just, I ended up liking it way more than I expected to. Obviously Baby Yoda helped that cause, but I think even without Baby Yoda, I would have enjoyed this show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to say you're not a Western fan. Yes. You're such a big Star Wars fan because Star Wars is a Western in space. But I mean like, like the, the old stuff like John Wayne and yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Well, this has a lot of Sergio Leone kind of style. And it's not you like know, it's, it's... they don't have lasers in space, so it's not as cool. <laughs> or do they? I mean, space <laughs> westerns. It's just like, <laughs> which is really interesting, you know. Since I'm in Tucson, we're surrounded by like old west stuff here. Oh yeah, you're right in the wild. You're right in the. I am the literally heart of in the, the wild west. Tumbleweed territory. Definitely. So it is kind of funny. Maybe if I go tour some of the sets here and stuff, I would like it more. But, but yeah. Overall, I think the Mandalorian is on the right path. It, it's just it's really fun to see everyone get so excited about it. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm I'm curious to see now that they've got the first season out of the way. Um, they've kind of proven what they wanted to prove. They they've proven that it can be a hit show. Obviously, it was you know, the most streamed show this year before The Witcher took that mantle, um, beating Stranger Things, which is a huge wow. success. Um, it, it's I'm curious to see where they can take this next season. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would hope to see that next season, they're given a little bit more budget, they're given a little bit more time, um, the, 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 the show is maybe, instead of being eight episodes, maybe it's 14 or 12 episodes, of 40 45 minutes i don't mind the short or the or the um requirement to use whatever time is required to tell the story Mm -hmm. if that's 20 minutes and it's an amazing story and there's no filler that's perfect if it's an hour and a half i'm happy to watch that too um but i'm I'm really excited to see where they take this next especially with the fact that now spoiler alert um you know we have the dark saber in play yeah it'll be very interesting and um, we know that Moff Gideon has a, a much, much bigger role in season two as confirmed by Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, he confirmed something? Oh, really? Well, I mean, he... it, it's, it's, to be, it's to be expected, yeah. surely. He's just walked out of a TIE fighter with, a, with the, the Darksaber. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to see Sabine. I think... See, that's I, I kind of have a question for both of you. Yes. Yeah. Do you want this to stay clear of the Boba Fett's and the Sabines and you know all pre Vizslas and all that or Ahsoka. do you want it to be well I'm, t- I'm more talking about the Mandos oh, okay. you know I want Did Death you... Watch you know well I think Death Watch are coming De- out, Death Watch were yeah, in it all so... Death Watch were in it already they were the, the yeah. man but I, I want but... an expansion of Death Watch because there was a rumour I think about maybe Katie Sakov being involved and she is of course okay. Bo-Katan Yep. So there could be that potential avenue that they could explore. Did you guys see that? It looked like a fake casting thing for season two. It was no. hilarious. Oh, it was um, um, thing was honest. Um, who was Iden Versio? Yeah, she was on there. Oh, at, someone she was playing It was just yeah. was like a total fan service thing. It was Ahsoka. There's Afra. There's like. Everyone you could imagine, and it was just like hilarious. Oh. Like really, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. No, like I think I think I'd like I definitely think they need to just not touch Fett because I think the more you tell about Boba's background, the less interesting that character becomes. Mm-hmm. He was um, never that interesting I, to start with. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's he's a char- yeah. You're right. He's a character built by the fandom, yeah. and I think that's kind of beautiful in its own in its own right. 
Um, I would like to have some links. I think there's. Um, am I right in saying Gary that Previsla is Deathwatch? Uh, Previsla. There is. There is another Visla in, um, in the Mandalorian that was voiced by Filoni. Okay, because yeah, because I'm I'm trying to think because Deathwatch were the guys who saved the Mandal as a kid. Yeah, he be, when he becomes that's, that's uh, a founding. Yeah. Oh. Another thing that was very very interesting, and I don't know if you if you picked up on this online. I didn't. I didn't pick it up watching it, but I picked it up on the um, uh, uh, on the internet. Obviously, just in the in the conversation that ensued, is that um, the the guy who sends the Mando on the original bounty, whose name I always I can never remember the the kind of remnants of the Empire. You know mm-hmm. that guy. Um. So his doctor mate the guy who is wants yoda alive the, em- the, em- alive. the emblem on his suit the emblem is it, it's the camino mm-hmm. cloning um factory so like there's no doubt about it that obviously baby yoda is still part of a very um scarce uh, 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 what's the word for? jesus God. species um race Source? species race species um and therefore, and, and they're obviously so, so powerful in the force that the Empire at this point in time is looking to try and, and, and pull some of that information about what the force is, how the force works um, from the, the, the baby Yoda. By cloning it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is he, a, is he a Yoda clone? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> the amount of... The amount of of chaos that happened on the internet when people were like, "Oh, it's a baby Yoda," and they're like, "It's not baby Yoda." That's hilarious. Yoda is That's Yoda why it would be and, hilarious. Because yeah. it actually is a baby Yoda. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it is Yoda and Yaddles. I mean, it can only be Yoda and Yaddles, surely. That we know of. Yeah, I think we I talked about that, didn't we, Gary? <laughs> oh, that's a. Oh yeah. That's a dis- That's a disturbing thing to have to talk about, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> Look, it's. It's not a nice job, but somebody has to do it, eh? <laughs> Star Wars, well, Star Wars fandom is a complicated profession. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would we um, would we all be in general agreement though that the future of Star Wars, at least for the immediate future, is the TV series? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Disney Plus is going to do a lot for it. Um. But I do think there's going to be movies. I, are, I think, aren't we getting a new Project director Luminous. or a new movie announced um, this month? Wasn't there talk that the, the director for the next movie was going to be announced pretty soon? Um, I haven't heard much of that. I did hear that Taika Waititi is, is in is talks. No, I, th- I thought movie. there was supposedly something else before that that they were going to announce um, director for whatever the next movie is no going idea. to be. I I think there's going to be a female director. Oh, 100%. I think that's definitely They'll inevitable. They'll be writing if there's a, not. I think a I think Catherine very... I think a Catherine Bigelow one would be great. Mhm. Catherine Bigelow. Mhm. What about Patty Jenkins? Or yeah. Is that who did because there was two was there two female um Deborah Chow actually did and Bryce Dallas Howard were two female uh, yes. directors on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And Deborah Chow's um, Deborah Chow's Kenobi episode was the one. 
Is she down for Kenobi? I think she's down for Kenobi. Yeah, I thought that was announced. Yeah, I think Deborah oh, Chow okay. was Keno- is doing Kenobi, yeah. I think so. Okay, so... Uh, I'm trying to think, which is the one... Oh, so Deborah... So Bryce Dallas Howard uh, directed the episode on the prawn farm. Mm-hmm. And Prawns! Remember Deborah that, Jamie? Chow- oh. Did that bring back some memories <laughs> for you? Grand, Grand Admiral Prawn. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then Deborah Chow, uh, it directed the third episode, which, um, brought, which is when the Mando brings, uh, the, the, the child back to, uh, Grief Karga, uh, or sorry, the, um, yeah, it is, sorry, Grief Karga, and brings him back, and, and then they have the big shootout, um, where the Mandos come back and, uh, save him. But I thought there was... Oh, sorry. Deborah Chow also did episode seven, which was the episode with the... Um, with the, 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 the bounty hunter, the one... The sniper. Yeah, uh, with Michelle Yeoh's character. Yes. Oh, okay. So Deborah Chow has done... She's done... Like, she's done episode seven out of eight. Like, that's a pretty big... Uh, that's a pretty... Actually, no, I'm... Uh, I'm wrong here, so I'm trying to find. But Deborah Chow has done two of the eight, um, of the eight episodes, and then Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, did one. So there's three out of the eight episodes have been directed by female, uh, female directors, um, and then you've got Dave Filoni did one and Taika Waititi did the other. So I mean, uh, sorry, Dave Filoni did two, and. Taika Waititi did the, 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 did the finale so realistically if you take the idea that obviously Dave Filoni was going to be given some um, and Taika if you have his name attached to anything it's going to be absolute gold dust like giving uh, female directors the opportunity to create Star Wars uh, stories in three out of eight episodes is a huge mm-hmm. um, nod towards what I think the future of uh, a Star Wars is in that they're giving this this opportunity um, because a lot of a lot of the conversation has been has been dominated by the fact that it's like oh you know we need a female director and like I'm all up for a female director but I'm more up for who's the right director for the story to be yeah. told do you know that kind of way um, but I think definitely Deborah Chow looks like she's putting herself in a really good um, in a really good position I didn't love Bryce Dallas Howard's episode which is the one with the prawn farm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> And that's only because, like, she's a new director. I think she's only directed two or three things before this. Obviously, she's, she's Ron Howard's daughter, so she's got... That one age. reminded me too much of that episode of Clone Wars with um, Saw Gerrera, where we meet Saw. Uh, it's basically the same the, plot. It is pretty much the same plot. So I just got bored pretty fast with that one. So I'm like, yeah. oh, we've and seen look, this. I mean, there's so much wrong with that episode, but it does introduce Cara Doom. It True. does introduce the potential of a of a love interest for um for the Mando. Um, that I, and we get is. Baby Yoda cup, sipping bone broth and interacting with baby babies. Yes, like actual human babies. and Lothka. Um, yes, and Loth cats. But it, it's 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 essentially Endor told again as well. That you know, too. That it's a small primitive uh race rising up against a more technologically advanced um foe mm-hmm. you know and and it's also mulan i don't know if you saw that as well so you know let's get down to business 
um <laughs> and it's like you know they're, they're it's it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of stories all told in one um and my biggest problem was that you had Cara Doom who's played by a UFC fighter um and I think it's probably the weakest combat in the entire um in the entire I didn't know series. that about her oh yeah she's an yeah, no, and she an and she used to go out with, she used to go out with Henry Cavill. Oh, did she? Yeah. Jesus, that's a force to be reckoned with. I'd like to see their children. Yeah, they'd automatically kick the crap out of anybody <laughs> straight out of the womb. Actually, one point I could bring up, if I may, and it's something that you said, Jamie, about you know you'd be hoping for a bigger budget and things of that nature. Mm. I think they are gonna have to because they have got serious competition. So. We know The Witcher 2 is beginning pre-production at the moment. Yeah. The director of that has got seven seasons planned out. Oh, really? I think they said that they've got seven or eight wow. for The Witcher. Of The Witcher, yes. Wow. But, okay. added competition to that then, the casting for the Lord of the Rings TV series has been announced now. I saw that. And that's pretty strong. The budget that they've been given, it's going to be the most expensive TV show ever made. I've heard so that. I've heard that, and I'm not even surprised. No, I'm not surprised in any way, and that's what I'm saying with regards to that. If they are going to have this competition from The Witcher, we can already say we know for a fact that Cavill is going to blow anything out of the water that he does with Geralt. After seeing that from the mm-hmm. four series, that my mind is made up on that he will do wonders with that. But if, like, the main cast for the Lord of the Rings, I don't know if you've seen it. It's fifteen actors. Whoa! Yeah, I the saw main that. cast is fifteen actors. Like, not secondary character. The main cast is fifteen. They are going to have a budget unlike anything that's been seen. For a TV series, so. That's a major competition. That's exactly what they I'm saying. Big, yeah, but they have big, they have big things to to line up against. Because they do, of course. The Witcher is is literally one of the best TV shows I've seen in a long. It's incredible, time. and it is, it is, it is, totally confirmed in my opinion by the fact that. Once I finished it, I turned it around and I started it straight again. I went back yeah. to episode one and watching it a second time. Uh, alongside because the first time I, I I was brand new I'd never played the game I'd never um read the books, mm-hmm. uh, so the second time I watched it I was on the Witcher Wikipedia page yeah. and I was you know just flying around I was like okay who's this Faltes guy you know who's Triss you know what's Yennefer's background yeah. and you learn so much about the the world and and it's such a such a rich world mm-hmm. um that that by the time I was through it the second time it was only way better. Yeah. Do you know that kind of? I way? only so, I only have one response to everything you're saying. Go on. Mm. 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 Or or or. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea um, what you guys are talking about. Uh, go. So so as soon as I finished the show the first time, I immediately went to Audible and bought the first book, yeah. which a little bit of a let. Second one is better. Is a short, yeah, but the first one is a is a series of short yep. stories, many of which have been made into the TV show. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know a lot of the stories, but I also have started playing the game. So I've spent the last twenty odd hours playing the game, and it's absolutely fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best games, and and I couldn't get into it before, and it's I just have no idea how because it's it's completely consumed me over the last uh, over the last three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. But no, 
I think if Mando 2, Lord of the Rings, you know, any of these TV even all the Disney Plus stuff that's coming, like Disney Plus have invested so much into that platform that, you know, they've obviously got big movie stars insofar as, you know, they've got the um you know, the they've got the, the T V shows with um Hawkeye and um oh, they've yeah. got the Winter you know, Soldier all the and Avengers Falcon. TV shows, Winter Soldier, Falcon, the whole lot. People who are traditionally movie stars in tv shows um but all of a sudden the witcher can come along with one major character and just blow everybody out of the water mm-hmm. the mando has a lot of a lot of um competition and i i just hope it i hope it stays the course and i hope more than anything it doesn't land the same fate that the clone wars did where it gets like three and a half seasons and then we never get a finale yeah no, oh, I think Dave Filoni's. I think Dave. I think Dave Filoni's pretty smart in that he didn't let that happen to Rebels, but I kind of feel like that's going to happen to Resistance. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't. Watched I just. I just, re- I I just wish Resistance ended after one season. Yeah, like if they had a really nice one season story to tell, do it. But it hasn't engaged me no, in any way. Definitely not. All. I only watched like the first two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I like the art style, you know that manga, that kind of cell shading style. Yeah. I'm just waiting until they put it on Disney Plus, the entire thing. Oh, look at look at cheer this girl, raving about Disney yeah. Plus, this show that's, you know, this this service. Look at you having Disney Plus. Yeah, look at us, <laughs> Sorry, paupers, yes. paupers here in Europe. <laughs> well, by the time you get it, then that should be on there. We see it might not be. See, that's the biggest problem yeah. with Disney Plus. Is the reason True. the reason that it didn't launch in Europe is because I assume I don't know for sure. I don't have any inside track, but the rights and regulations and all yeah. the different copyright issues that they had to deal with are all with many different broadcasters. So chances are we're getting a Disney Plus, which is going to be populated with original content, um, and we may not. But we that's may a not Disney get, like, Channel this... show. True true yeah no you're dead right actually it's not streaming anywhere else so resistance probably should be there but there's loads of stuff right. that we can expect probably won't be there at least you'll get that is the world according to jeff goldblum is that uh, that's the original isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway look we we what were us, we talking us, about <laughs> us paupers we have uh we have means and ways of of watching yes uh, disney plus shows Indeed. Uh, we were talking about the Mandalorian, which oh. is a Star Wars uh, TV show on Disney Plus, <laughs> and it has a baby in it. That's what I was baby. just gonna say. Let's talk more about Baby Yoda. There's a lot we can talk about there. <laughs> um, so, Jamie, do you want to go back to some of the parenting parallels that you've found between Mando and Baby Yoda and you and Nathan? So all of the trials and tribulations and, and troubles that Mando experiences with Baby Yoda, I've pretty much lived through them all. You haven't left him exactly. like locked in a closet, though, have you? Um, I probably shouldn't say whether I have or whether I haven't on a podcast. Um, no, no, I haven't. I was pretty irresponsible. I did watch that and say that's pretty irresponsible. Um, yeah, that was pretty bad. Got, you know, what, five other um, known criminals on the right? ship. Um, now, having said that, I don't think Nathan can um, can defend himself in the same way that Baby Yoda <laughs> he might He can't heal be able you to. if you get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but no, look, I mean, as I said at the top of the episode, watching this has been a completely different experience to what, um, what it would have been if I hadn't had a, a baby because like even, even the way that they animated his face and his eyes and how about you know, how he just, sounds? Yeah, like the way he sounds is it's all those little grunts and 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 <laughs> like when you're when you're a parent and a lot of the listeners will probably understand this if they have kids, like your kid does something new and you are convinced that they are the smartest human being on the whole <laughs> planet. It's like, holy shit, this child is Einstein. This actually, do you know what? Einstein has feck all in this child. This child is the smartest thing that has ever been born and uh, no other child will ever be able to stand up against it. You are just like the proudest parent when they can do something stupid. Like like, like Nathan started, you know, taking his dodie out as his soother or his dummy i don't know what pacifier in america is pacifier um he just started being able to take it out of his mouth on his own and i was like oh my god that is like hand-eye coordination that is like texture skills that is like being able to to grab and to pull all at the same time i was like this kid's a fucking genius do you know that kind of way so so all these things that baby yoda does I'm like I I could I see them every single day in Yoda in, in Yoda in Nathan and um <laughs> and uh you know it just it 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 ignites those little uh those little kind of parenting moments for me. Awesome. So <laughs> what do you think, Gary? As a non-parent, well, I'm a non-parent, but I am the only one of us that actually has a baby Yoda. <laughs> That's true. Oh. Look at this guy. Life size, right? I actually, yeah, it is. It is life size. Yep, one hundred percent. It's scale, pretty much. Very cool. But um, I think it's been great. We um, obviously, I know we're mentioning it as Baby Yoda, but we know that isn't its name, and we will eventually find that out. I hope in season two. Nigel, no. Well, it's Nigel. Yes, actually, sorry, sorry. Yes, it's it's Nigel. <laughs> but let's call him Nigel and Nigel. Yeah. And we actually we actually posted something about that on social media. We said that uh, isn't Nigel Q. <laughs> but what I love was that it was so subtle, and this just summed it up for me was that a foundling becomes the protector of a foundling. Yeah, that's very sweet. It yeah, is just yeah. It oh, is yeah, just yeah, so yeah, subtle, sure. and the one scene that made up my mind that it was just well done mission accomplished whatever you prefer to call it was when he flies away with baby yoda it's a mirror image of when he is taken by debt watch to safety you know when okay, he's yeah, in the no, I when that, he's in yeah, when, right. when he's in the the arms of debt watch it's the exact same as when baby yoda is in his mm-hmm. arms flying away with the jetpack yeah, it's a mirror image that is it's a foreshadowing that was that for me was beautiful do you know what's kind of interesting actually when we're talking about the uh the, the the similarities is that again going back to the the idea that i was saying earlier where the dna of star wars is in the show mm-hmm. um the, the the hero's journey is actually in the show <laughs> insofar as that he is he is actually he's an established bounty hunter you could go and you know just do jobs for the rest of his life and earn you know calamari credits or whatever the fuck they yeah. are um but he has the hero's journey and the calling to, to, to adventure is actually through Baby Yoda. Yeah. And in the exact same way that Luke does, in the exact same way that most of the, the protagonists of, of adventure films do, he rejects it at first. 
and he delivers it to Grease Carga. He walks away and he says, right, that's it. Bounty paid, the whole lot, blah, blah, blah. But then something happens that turns his, turns his head and he decides, you know what, this isn't the right thing to do. And, and he accepts the call to adventure. So actually, there's another reason that this is so Star Wars. Same way that same way that Ray does, same way that Luke does. Excellent story arc, I would say. Could incredible. Could I also add in then that I think Cara Dune's story as well is very reminiscent of a lot of things we've seen in the Star Wars realm in terms of defectors and characters switching sides. Mm-hmm. You know, as a form as a former shock trooper, she finds her, I suppose, her moral compass is the best way of describing it. Mm-hmm. And yep. she wants to do something for the the greater good, or perhaps you know find a, a purpose for herself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very common thread 100%. that we've seen with the likes of um you know hooks being a spy, Iden Versio, Del Mico. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because the fact that she's a shock trooper yeah. immediately puts her in my mind as a video game character because. I don't know. Have we ever seen Shock Troopers in film or, or TV? Probably in the Clone Wars. No, well, ev- not, ev- not in the Clone Wars, actually. That's what everyone kept saying. There was a Shock Trooper with the flame I was Like, no, it's an incinerator trooper, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because Shock Troopers are the, are the ones with the the backpacks and the, the massive big... Isn't there, an, isn't, isn't there an extension in Battlefront for a Shock Trooper, Kate? It's been that long since I've played. It's been so long... Uh, maybe it sounds the, kind of familiar. Yeah, so Shock Trooper has the red. Sorry, I just googled it here. Has the red armor. <laughs> There's a Shock Trooper uh, in Battlefront Two. Like a Sith Trooper. No, 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 no. It has like, like almost like a mohawk of red oh, through the top okay. of the, the Stormtrooper. Gotcha. And the, I think I know what you're um, talking about. And then usually they would have the big long rifle style gun, but they have been seen with the the e, is it E thirty three? The the standard um. But yeah, no, so um, I would always have associated Shock Troopers with um, with Battlefront. So therefore, I see her, and even just in the way she is, just straight out of one of the, uh, straight out of one of the mm-hmm. video games. How cool would a, be- would a game starring her be? Be awesome! Oh, it would be incredible. That'd be- but she's already in, in UFC video games, so... Yeah. There you go. So there's another character, you guys, that we haven't really talked about. And since I'm the queen of droids, <laughs> we better <laughs> we better bring up IG-11. The namer so, of Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, like we said before, Taika, anything he touches turns to gold. And obviously oh, yeah. this droid did too, as we see him turn from an assassin droid to a nurse droid. Yeah, no, he is, he's brilliant. His his story arc is one of the best. I love that. It was, that was so good, that entire. finale. And, you know, we talked about it on Nerd Club a little bit, Um, where when we talked about the first episode, they were like, oh, no, surely, because at the time we all thought it was IG-88, mm-hmm. you know, and um, he got shot through the head and all the lads were saying, oh, no, he's done. You, you won't see him again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, there is not a chance that they introduced this character and he was as funny and as engaging as he was, and we're never going to see him because he's been shot through the head. 
I was like, we're definitely going to see this guy again. So I was so excited when he came that back. That was so I just, good. I loved his character. I love Taika Waititi. I think he's an incredible uh, director, an incredible voice mm-hmm. actor. Um, even in the in the Thor uh, Ragnarok movie, <laughs> Korg. Um, he he's he's Korg, yes. and he's just brilliant. He's uh, like everything, as I said, everything he touches just turns to gold. Yes. And he's in, like from a from a comedy point of view, he's just phenomenal. Yeah. Fantastic. So good. So good. Can we give a Wait, shout out to? What I do think, you think he's really dead now? Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty dead. He's pretty dead now. Um. But what I think, what I think, um, is that the most impressive part of IG Eleven is that I don't know if you know the story of IG Eighty Eight and how he came to be, but um, mm. on the development and on the um uh when when empire strikes back was being made and they were going to do that scene with all the bounty hunters they were like oh there probably should be a droid in this um in this lineup mm-hmm. so they just went out to the backlot backlot of elstree studios <laughs> and basically assembled ig88 out of um discarded parts of nice. of scrap um uh, props that they found so obviously you know i presume kate you probably know that um uh, Bosk is obviously from a, a Doctor Who character. Oh really? Um, did you not know that? No. no. Yeah. So Bosk Bosk's outfit is a Doctor Who character originally in in, in the BBC series, the original eighties oh, um, okay. BBC series. Uh, and then on the back of the um, on the back lot of Elstree, they just decided that they would uh, put together this kind of mechanical robot character. Which turned out to be IG eighty eight. Nice. Um, and now, whatever, 30, 40 years later, here we are with IG eleven, a, a key character in a Amazing. in a very interesting uh, storyline. So good. So going back to yeah. Doctor Who, so I want to go back to that one episode you were talking about. Which episode? You said that. Oh, it... episode six. Oh, so no. that yeah, that's the prisoner one, right? That is is the prisoner. Is that what it's called? Was it the same? Yeah, where no? they're breaking that guy out, right? Um, to, to, yeah, it is. Yeah, the Twilight one. Yeah, yeah I, they, I can definitely they see break out. that as a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, no, it's it's probably my most... Like, I will never... It, there's very little in Star Wars that I will never watch again. <laughs> and I will never watch that episode again. Yeah. You know? I hear you. Um, actually, I'm interested. It was directed by a guy called Rick... Famuyiwa, mm-hmm. and I'm very interested to find out what else he. I would be very surprised if he hasn't done something like the IT crowd or something like that. I still, I, I have to say though, regards that episode, I think Natalia did a very, very good job as the Twilek. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I was so unimpressed with the whole episode that I was just so. It seemed like there was a lot of cliches and like the one guy was yeah. basically like what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Drax. Yeah. Yeah, no, there was. There was the kind of general character tropes the whole way through. And yeah. Then, look. Can we uh Okay, I I go I was gonna say can we give an enormous shout out to Nick Nolte? Oh Nick Nolte was mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I've spoken. Yes. I know, that's another I, cool look, thing, I, is the catchphrases. I, I also think his uh, his character kind of was done a disservice in that he was great, 
and then he was just kind of killed. That was so sad. The Jawa episode made me laugh so hard with the flamethrower. <laughs> like I don't, I don't Suga. actually, I don't think actually people realize how funny Pedro Pascal is. Like yeah. he's yeah. he's nuts. His um that episode reminded me so much of I don't know if either of you ever played Super Star Wars on the Super Nintendo. No. But the second the second level on that game basically is is you're running up alongside a sort uh, a sand crawler and you have to scale the sand crawler. That's basically nice. the whole and, and at the same time like Jawas are sh- are shooting at you you know, there's there's kind of integrated coming out of the windows, on the... like on the episode. Exactly, exactly like it. Exactly, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna link you both to a tweet that I sent because it is literally nearly screen for screen. I have. Oh, to I remember that episode. I remember that level now. It. I have to imagine it was inspired by it because it's it's just too similar not to have been um not to have been inspired by it. Are you guys both in Skype chat there? Yep. Yes. Hold on, I'll send you a. So this is the second episode or the second level from um from the Super Nintendo game, the 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 um Super Star Wars, <laughs> and it is literally oh that's even all in from the game. Yeah, I do remember so that episode I'll, now. The first two screenshots are obviously from the TV show. Oh, there's I thought the that was one all from one the image. game. Hold on. No, 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 because it's it's um. No, sorry, it's four. It's I four different it, images, <laughs> um, and obviously the ones that are pixelated are uh, <laughs> are from the game. But it is exact same. It is like Jawas coming out of fucking windows on the on the <laughs> It is it has to be has to be influenced by it, and I I'd, I'd love to know. I did tag Dave Filoni in that tweet uh, in the hope that he would come back to me, <laughs> but he didn't. He's obviously a very busy man. That just reminded <laughs> me of the land speeder level. Oh man, the land speeder level! Yeah. I loved it. I don't think I, I ever played that, that. I need yeah. to try to find it. That's old school. Actually, do you know what, Gary? The land speeder might be the second episode, and the third episode is the jealous sand crawler. Might be the third. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> awesome. So, there's one thing too I want to touch before we wrap things up is uh, going back to Baby Yoda. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but this episode has been brought to this is, Baby Yoda. I know, right? So I was just curious with your marketing background, Jamie, what you think of how Disney handled the whole Baby Yoda merchandising situation? Um, insofar as what the the lack of it. <laughs> yeah, because like again, going back to the fact that you know we're a European um, market who hasn't technically got the mandalorian yet yeah that's true um we have pop figures in our local comic shop of baby yoda what so which is very annoying because that just again says to me that they are happy to take our money for i have not even seen those i don't even think they're being released till like april or may here gary gary am i right in saying they're in forbidden no they're the bit no the child is not released yet okay Oh, sorry, I'm wrong then. I'm wrong then. But they're being advertised. <laughs> they're being they're definitely yeah. being advertised. They're being by, advertised. By the big Manus. thing being advertised at the moment is Build a Bear. Oh yes. Is it okay? Yeah. 
Well, basically, what the point point remains the same. There is like merch left, right, and center of Baby Yoda. Maybe not a um, official, but there's definitely I've seen Funko Pops and I've seen other bits and pieces. Um, but actually, it's probably a I I can imagine why they did it. Um, just thinking again from a from a marketing point of view, there's not a chance, Kate, that. Uh, Disney could send the schematics or the, the the build of Baby Yoda and be accurate enough, um, to 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 the likes of I don't know Kenner or or right, um, that would have gone Hasbro viral or whatever immediately without without it leaking, right. So that's the reason. So it is it's kind of again back to the DNA of this show, back to the the fact that it is so it's retelling the original Star Wars story insofar as. In the original days of Star Wars, they couldn't meet the demand of of the toy um, market. The early bird Whereas package. On exactly the early bird, the, the they should the have done that box. with Baby Yoda. They should have done that. The anti box um uh, campaign, which yeah. is one of the most one of the most famous marketing campaigns right. for Christmas ever. Um, but it's kind of the flip side of that, insofar as. They knew this was going to be huge, but they couldn't possibly send the details to Funko and to, um, you know, to Hasbro and to all the other toy makers that um, currently make Star Wars toys because... It's kind of a catch-22. It's, it's a catch-22, but it's a, the more people you tell, obviously, the, the, the higher propensity that it's going to leak. Um, and they just could not. That is too big. I remember seeing that for the first time, and I'm sure you all had the same um, reaction. I was like, holy shit. I was like, yes, the internet is going to go mad for these tiny little memes of this cute little kind of I actually was spoiled before I watched it because Baby Yoda was trending. Oh, no way. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's a pain. Because I wasn't able to watch it, like, immediately. And by the time, by the next morning, it was already trending. And I I was like, I was like, why is Baby Yoda? That's a weird thing to trend. So I clicked on it. That's a weird thing. And I was like, no! You saw the yeah no, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is that like, it's such a big thing for Star Wars fans because it's such a, a, a limited race. What if they would have just seen another Yoda? What if they would have just introduced Baby Yoda like at Celebration or something? They should have. That would have been crazy. Um, although although it would have taken away from the big reveal of Episode One. That's the yeah. only thing. I know that you know? it's it's hard to know what to do. I guess. But um, they did lose yeah, no, from how a much, like millions? From a, mar- from a marketing perspective, they've uh, they've been all over the fucking shop with this TV show. Insofar as they've lost so much money on their streaming. And I don't understand why, in, in my opinion, the right answer to launching Disney Plus in Europe was, let's launch Disney Plus with a limited catalog <laughs> of shows that we know we have the rights <clears> to. <throat> And that's that starts with the Mandalorian. That starts with Lady and the Tramp, the movie. That starts with um, High School Musical, the the TV show, uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, mm-hmm. you know the Life and Times or whatever it is. You know, give us five shows for two euro a month. I'll pay it. Yeah. You know, they've they've two t- ten million subscribers. True. Okay. Just from North America, they would double or triple that by opening it up to the world. Mm-hmm. And okay, they're not going to get the six or seven dollars a month that that they have at the moment in in the USA, but if they had two dollars a month for people who are subscribing just to watch the Mandalorian, 
like I'm not going to subscribe now, probably until season two of The mm-hmm. Mandalorian. I've no reason to, you know. <laughs> like I like I like the idea of the Marvel shows, but will I watch them all? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Like I'm already subscribed to to Netflix, and I get enough through that that I can't watch already anyway. Yeah. Um. So like I'll probably wait until until next year. You know. So they could have had you know, my subscription. And realistically, the, the way that this works in the business world is it's kind of like the gym model where people will subscribe and then they'll forget to unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. So you might get two or three months out of somebody who actually only ever probably planned to have one month. Um, so, so therefore, they probably would have made a hell of a lot more money just by releasing their original shows on a platform um, in, in Europe than they mm-hmm. have done or then, then, then they had lost wow. by probably the rest of the world pirating their shows because The Mandalorian did everything right. They released weekly episodes, which meant they dominated the conversation. Mm-hmm. For if you think about, if you think about how Stranger Things, how all the Netflix shows are released, they are released on a Friday and they're binged by everybody who wants to see them and talk about them over a weekend, which means that. Stranger Things dominates the conversation for about four or five days. Yeah. The Mandalorian dominated conversation for over a month. Right. Because two months, technically. Well, probably about six weeks because they did two weeks where they released two episodes a week. So they had everything right by way of rollout, by way of dominating conversation, by way of making sure that there was drip-fed information. The only thing they had wrong is that they only considered the North American and the Dutch market of all markets in the world. That was an interesting choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know why. I have no idea why. I'm sure there's some kind of very strategic reason, but it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Should have been Ireland. We're the, we're the closest. Should have been America. Ireland. Yeah. We're sure we're basically American. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway. Sorry, that was another rant. Jesus, this is just like, you should just call this Jamie Rants on Blabber. <laughs> you should start a podcast called that and just talk about whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it just the life and times of Jeff Golden can go and shout. It's the life and times of Jamie Hickey. There you go. Awesome. All right. Awesome. So, so come here. Over, overall, what did you guys think? Let's give it a rating. Let's each like give it a rating out of 10. I would say a okay. 9 out of 10. Is Gary still Yeah, in? I'm here. Just I'm I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm just enjoying you, I'm just enjoying you two going at it. I'm just taking a, a nostalgia trip, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gary's just a listener at this point. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I rate it? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eight out of ten. Interesting. yeah, eight out of ten. Very, very close to being a seven and a half, but eight out of ten. Because I liked most of it and disliked some of it. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll be the moral compass and go 8.5. I'll meet you both in the middle. Oh, you're so, <laughs> Gary, so diplomatic. You're going to you're gonna get splinters in your arse from sitting on that fence. I'm, I'm just attempting to bring balance to this force here, you know? <laughs> you're the dyad. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like, I like that this episode has come full circle. The circle is now exactly. complete. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Once you, once you were the learner, now you're the master. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So, uh, I guess, 
since we've been talking for like an hour and a half, we'll kind of try to wrap things up. So just in closing, like, where do you hope to see The Mandalorian go season two and beyond? Who do you want to throw it to? Oh, uh, Gary, since you've been so quiet. (laughs) Oh, thank you very much. Um, Considering we know that the Moth is obviously going to have an expanded role... It, it seems to be, again, spoiler alert, that we're going to get something very much Darksaber-focused. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe that the perhaps suspected rumours of familiar characters coming into Season 2 will be very much... will be very New characters will appear in Season 2. Or mm-hmm. new characters, you know, characters that are very, very familiar and known in canon. I do believe we will see some more Mandalorian links. That's why maybe something like a, a Bo-Katan or further expansion of uh, Death Watch. Um, but for me, what I'm hoping is it's the rebuilding of the guild or whatever was mm. left of it that managed to escape. That would be cool. And plus, I really want to see the armor maker again. I love the armor. Yeah. She looks like a cat. Was she not killed? Oh. Do we know? Do we know that for sure? Mm, no, we don't. We don't. I'm just that was my reading of it, but that's okay. Yeah. I I like your optimism. That that, that would be more, <laughs> and I would like to see it as a as a rebuilding of the guild. Cool. Um, I think I would like to see two more seasons and then end. Hmm. Because I don't think it's a I don't think it's a story that needs to be overtold. Um, I don't think it's a story that can be told in eight more episodes. I think about sixteen is probably about right. Um, but I would love to be proven wrong in that in that respect. I also know that we're getting obviously Kenobi as a as a TV show, so I think I would love to see this finish and Kenobi just start mm. because. In, in something that we've kind of talked about recently, um, insofar as the, the way that Star Wars is written, they write themselves into corners and they don't need to write a start to finish fucking story, tell the story as it's supposed to be told, and then let us move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's what I think I'd like to see. Awesome. What about you? I just want to see more Baby Yoda. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? No, no I mean, no, it's not even a fucking droid. <laughs> <laughs> I also like creatures, <laughs> but like <laughs> Queen of Creatures androids. There you go. Can, can I um, can I actually give a surprise one for season uh, for season two of the Mandalorian? I want to see Claude. <laughs> Gary, go home. You're drunk. You're drunker than I am right now, and I've been drinking whiskey. It's the fumes. Show. I can <laughs> get them over here. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> you and your Claude. Gary. I just have so many questions about Claude. It's not even funny. I hope but that's Gary, the new I'm not series. sure. I'm not sure those those questions need to be answered. <laughs> yes, but I want them to be just for my own sick, twisted humor. Maybe you can do some fanfic, Gary. <laughs> oh God, I'm no! Sure, I'm not going Gary, there again. I'm sure if you go onto the depths of the internet, you will find Claude fanfiction all you want. <laughs> hashtag follow. Hashtag Reddit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There you go. But yeah, like. Not just I 
going back to Baby Yoda um, on The Mandalorian, I definitely want to see more development between their bond and what happens. Like, if he does he find Baby Yoda's people and who are his people? Is he talking about the race of whatever Baby Yoda is or is he talking about the Jedi? <coughs> so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to That's see a- where that goes. That's a really interesting point, actually, and it's not one that I had thought about until right now, is that <laughs> John Favreau and Dave Filoni are, are toying with two very interesting races and storylines, mm-hmm. insofar as you've got the Mandalorians, who are such a fan favorite and, and, and have such a kind of decorated and, and, and very colorful history, Um but then you've got Yoda, so they have to like the whole film is it's or sorry the whole TV show it's called the Mandalorian. It's about Mandalorian religion, um. But it might not actually be about that. It might be about the Yoda religion. But maybe Yoda he's a Mandalorian now, though. But I think that's, I there's an awful lot of fan art out there that suggests as such, or or, or um a Yodalorian. So a... if Baby Yoda gets a Mandalorian helmet, do they have to put little holes for the ears to go through? Well, otherwise you can't hear. Well, that's so, true. Yeah, or does he have to have them like bent down? <laughs> Although that said, that said, humans don't have little ear true. holes in their Mandalorian helmets, so maybe not. Hmm. Look, only season two will tell, eh? I know, right? <laughs> All right. So, any final thoughts on the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, Pedro Pascal, anything like that? <laughs> Considering we know it hasn't always been Pedro Pascal under the hood, they're doing a, a great job with it. Yeah. What did what did I read? It was John Wayne's grandson or yeah, something? Patrick, like Patrick Wayne Patrick Wayne yeah. and then um there was another actor slash martial artist who's been under the um who who was under the hood. Cool. That's pretty cool. I never, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a pretty cool fact. Um, I think my closing statements on this are: it's great, it's brilliant. Um, the pacing is fantastic, the the storytelling is phenomenal. Dave Filoni and John Favreau are a great team. Give them more Star Wars, um, and I'm I'm excited for for season two and to see where it goes. Um, it is the DNA of Star Wars, like in modern day culture. Very cool. Like I said too, I'm I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked it, despite the Western motif. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hopeful for the future and definitely look forward to seeing more cute baby Yoda gifts we can use. <laughs> oh man. It's gonna be gifts galore. That's all for this episode's promotion. It's just gonna be all baby Yoda. More chicken, <laughs> more chicken nuggies. Yeah, and chunky milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Man. And so Jamie, funny. be sure to send the pictures over when you get Nathan into Baby Yoda, <laughs> and you could be the Mandalorian. I'll be the Mandalorian, and he can and be y- Baby yeah, Yoda. Get a little. That's a great idea. Little bassinet thing. You could turn Megatron yeah, into is... a Baby Yoda too. I could. Or a blurg. A blurg. A blurg, yeah, he could be the blurg. So it'll be me riding on Megatron whilst the, <laughs> the, the bassinet brings Nathan as Baby Yoda um, alongside me. Look, 
this 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 story writes itself. I don't know why John Favreau had to be brought in at all. Never mind. Mo- never mind me writing fan fiction. There's your fan fiction right there. <laughs> That's it. There well, you look. go. Claude Claude doesn't show up in my fan fiction. That's okay. <laughs> He'll forgive you this time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, guys, can I just say it has been a fucking pleasure being back on this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we've talked some amount of shit. Uh, but uh, it's 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 been great talking Star Wars with you guys. Always a pleasure. We need We're to do it again. Have... Yes, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> I, I might throw my head in every now and then. You never know. Just make sure you guys are you know treating treating poor old Blabba well. You know, she's a <laughs> she's a delicate lady. She needs a, she needs to be treated right. I have spoken. <laughs> yeah, I have spoken. I have spoken. That awesome. is the way. All right, so. Thank you for listening, everyone. And be sure to follow us on social media. We're at hut, And you can send us an email, hut at gmail.com. You can send us a message on Anchor. You can write us a letter if you want. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't want to give my address out to people. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So we got lots of cool stuff in store. We actually already have another episode planned for after this one that's been recorded. And we have so, a, a Dublin Comic Con interview lined up already. That's an exclusive for you. Ooh. Intriguing. <laughs> so hopefully, I think when do all the cons come around over there? Is it getting to be con season? or? We kind of don't really have con season. We have two sort of the the Dublin Comic Con one so the earlier one happens around it kind of April March time gotcha okay well just stay tuned and we'll keep you guys up to date oh and then we have my next trip to Batu coming up so I'm gonna be riding the new ride and I'll give you guys a report and Gary's not gonna listen because he doesn't want to be spoiled <laughs> no, I don't want to know anything about Rise of the Resistance in any way, shape, nor form. So maybe I'll just I'll I'll probably do like a little package and add it in. Oh so yes. You don't even have to listen. <laughs> okay, so it's been fun. We hope you guys have been enjoying the Mandalorian as much as we have, and that you've been enjoying Blah Blah the Hut. So until next time, on three, everybody, three, two, one. This is the this way. This is the this way. Is the way. way.